0: Coming up in this episode of Finding Common Ground. Someone says they're unaffiliated, doesn't mean that, oh, Bill is independent now, so he is my guy, we're going to vote for him.
1: This past weekend, there's a Star David at the feet of the girls, of the, the ladies, and somebody painted, spray painted a swastika On the Star David? Over the Star David. Wow. Now, that's just... Hideous.
0: There are two sides to every coin. How do we deal with racial issues when they affect relationships?
1: Finding common ground on all those issues that we come against.
0: There's black and there's white. And I think as Christians, we have to learn how to get together because we're
1: not in heaven. I've met more interesting people just by God just bringing them in.
0: Republicans. And
1: Democrats.
0: But a lot of times, when it comes to race and it comes to culture and it comes to perception, even as Christians, we don't always understand. A part of what we have to do is listen to each other, find the common ground and question, not questioning you like you're on a witness stand, but questioning you for a better understanding. Father God, we just come to you in the precious name of Jesus Christ. We just say thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy, God. God, all the things that you're doing for my family personally and so many other individuals, God. God, as we continue to move toward this holiday season, God, let's remember the reason for the season. God, if you're not careful, if we're not careful, it looks like the world is in a disarray. Wars and rumors of wars. Americans, fellow Americans hating each other, don't even know each other. Name calling, swats to serve, paintings on memorials, just the N-word me fled all around. Just all kind of stuff going on right now. God, we ask for your grace and your mercy as we continue to trust you, God. And right now, we're walking by faith, not by sight. In Jesus' name, we pray and believe.
1: Amen. Amen. Lord, uh, we ask for your forgiveness. As human beings, we fail miserably. We start wars. We continue wars, we hate each other, we call each other names, we don't get along, and we need to be looking toward you during this season, remembering that you brought peace and harmony and love to the world. Lord, just let us reflect that in our daily lives as we go about our business, and we lift up our enemies and pray for them. Amen.
0: Bill, Bill, Bill. Look at you! You look like a brand new twenty-dollar bill out of the ATM machine to a broke man. Look at you! I you know like why I look this way? Why you look this way, Bill? Because I'm a Democrat. <laughs> okay, no, 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 Not the D word, Bill. Not the D word. Big D. Not the Big D. But let me add, it's something, Bill. Gas is two dollars and sixty-nine cents a gallon. So I'm like, wait a minute. That big old expedition I drive, Bill, I can fill her up now and don't even think that much about it. When well, one time when gas was close to five dollars a gallon, it would take me over one hundred dollars to fill up my tank. What's going on with the price of gas,
1: Bill? Drill, drill, drill. <laughs> That's what we're doing. You know, it's interesting. Biden, when he first came on, he he stopped the uh, pipeline. I can't remember the name of it, but one of the pipelines and a couple of other things. And. uh the reality set in that the price of uh, fuel soared and caused him a lot of headaches. And uh, and now his, his thing is drill, 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 baby, get that oil out of the ground. And uh it was interesting. I had today. I had uh, at the rotary. We had a presentation by Duke Energy talking about the future of energy in our area and how they want to go carbon neutral by 2050. And by 2035, they've got coal burning facilities, like they have one over in Blue's Creek, they want to switch them over to these mini nuclear facilities. And, the, okay. and to give you an example what that means, a mini nuclear is what's on the submarines or on the aircraft carriers. Right. So, they want to replicate that I've been doing it for years and replace the coal burning one with a small nuclear one at Blue's Creek. Now, it's interesting. He told me, he told us that the presentation takes 10 years wow. to get the permits- So the first two years, they have to put a tower up to see which way the wind's blowing. Okay. You have to watch it for two years. Well, I could probably go up there and tell them about 15 (laughs) minutes which way it's blowing. It's blowing from the same way it always done, from the west to the east. (laughs) But anyhow, that's that's what we've got to do for two years. I'm going to sit there and watch the wind blow. And then uh, in 10 years, they can finally break ground.
0: Well, you know, it's been a while. I know for much of our listening audience, we had a lot with the rabbis on and that was important and that was on purpose. We had a lot with, you know, the resilience and the summit and all the success there and that was on purpose. But how are you doing, my friend? Give give us an update on you. I mean, you look all snazzy and just look like new
1: money. How are you doing? (laughs) I'm doing good. I just a little stressed out. I got a lot on my plate. And uh, year end, you're trying to close a lot of stuff. And so, uh, you know, I'm, I've got to, I'm running unaffiliated, so I have to collect about 2,300 signatures for my district. And I have about mm, about a third of them, maybe a little more than that. So, I have to do that by March 5th. So, I want to make sure I do that. So, I'm going to be going door to door and see if I can get another 1,500 signatures. So, I'll probably start this Saturday uh-huh. and start going door to door and do a little bit on Sunday and then- The following saturday we're in cleveland so i won't be able to do it so when i get back from from cleveland on the 27th i'll be back on the road and try and get all that done
0: well explain to me door to door in district three in greensboro north carolina right so what do you say you knock on the door and a good looking slim and trim black guy like myself answers the door and i say yes how may
1: I help you? And you say what? Well, I'm going to be dressed like this. <laughs> okay. So he's going to go, this is a million dollar guy. I got to talk to him. Okay. <laughs> now, my, what I'm going to basically say is introduce myself. My name is Bill Goble and I'm running for school board unaffiliated. In order to do that, I have to collect 2,500 signatures by March 5th. Would you sign so I can be on the ballot? You don't have to vote for me. It just gets my name on the ballot. And then if they say yes, they will, then I'm going to ask them, depending on their location, would they put a yard sign up? Okay. And if they say yes, I'll mark that. So, when time comes, I'll put a yard sign up. And then I'll ask them if they really engage me. I said, uh, would you be interested in volunteering with me? And if they say yes on that, then I'll say, would you be willing to donate? Okay. You know, $10 to my campaign or whatever they want. And if they say yes on that, I mark that down. And and so, that that's the conversation repeated 1500 times
0: well question though how do you answer the question if someone asks why should i vote for you instead of the other young man or uh, young lady well the question i usually get is
1: why are you running okay well that's why am i running well mr Goble, why are you running for school board well they, usually i tell them that uh, i have always had a heart for kids and youth and kind of explain my background with the boy scouts and with being a church youth group leader and our youth in North Carolina. So I've had a passion for that. I also with my business background, I have probably the only person on the school board that will have had to make a payroll. Wow. And would have to read a PL on a regular basis. And so I understand finances, I understand construction a little bit, and I know I understand how to manage people. So with all that combined with my love for kids and youth. And my business background, I would like to represent them with our billion-dollar budget Mm. and our $2 billion school bond.
0: Well, a billion with a B and Mm -hmm. 2 billion school bond. Mm -hmm. So you're going to Republicans' homes, Democrats' homes, and Independents' homes. Is it the same speech for each individual or you have no idea if- when the good-looking, slim and trim black guy opened the door, one may assume I'm a Democrat, but maybe I'm a Republican or maybe I'm an independent. How do you deal with that?
1: Well, a couple of people when I when I was doing this after the last election, doing an exit, I collected quite a few signatures myself. A lot of the questions was very interesting. You know, why are you running? Is uh-huh. one of them? But are you running as a D or an R? And I said, I'm running as a K. What's the K? Kids. Wow. For the kids.
0: What did they say with that? Because people could take that in such different ways. It's like, wow, that's admirable or you're being snarky or you're trying to be cute. How did people respond to I'm running as a K?
1: Yeah. Everything was positive. Wow. Every one of them was positive. I thought the same thing. I thought that what you just said that, you know, people thought he's a smart aleck or anything. But no, I really am. I don't care if I'm a D or an R. That doesn't bother me. What, What really means is I'm running to help the kids and the parents, because they're our future of America. And if we don't get that right, we're going to have a whole generation of screwed up people. And we just been through COVID, and COVID has screwed up a lot of people, a lot of individuals.
0: I'm hearing that more and more now. I was a part of a workforce development group, and that keeps, that keeps resonating. And I don't know if we're not paying attention, but the experts and the professionals and the parents are saying that the kids lost more since COVID, whether it's a social, you know, or not just academic, I heard rumors that you were on a
1: school bus in a parade or you what's that <laughs> all about? You driving buses now? Yeah. Well, you know, I was I was Stokesdale had their Christmas parade and I'm told it's the fourth largest in the state. And so I had registered to be in the parade. Okay. So I was thinking, well, what could I do? Some people that are politicians have a big pickup truck with signs on it. Yes, and stuff, and some of them walk with their own signs. And I said, you know, I'm a marketing guy. I got to come up with something better. Than that. <laughs> okay. And uh, I said, you know, why don't I just rent a school bus? So when I was in uh, New York City, I had some time. I'm sitting around, so I Google renting school buses. Yeah, they-
0: yeah. I mean, the average person, how do you rent a school bus?
1: Yeah, yeah. So what I did, I tell everybody, I called my local district representative for the school board, my competitor, don't said, say that, would man, you give me a school that, bus man. and he said, Billy, I'll get you anything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Go ahead. So <laughs> how,
1: how does one rent a school bus? Well, I found out there was a number you can call. And I called up and I said, "It's sound crazy, but I want to rent a school bus. Okay. And so he goes, yeah, we do that. What day you need it and wh- how long you need it and where do you need it and all that stuff. So, I told him everything that I knew because I didn't have all the information. And so, he says, yeah, I'll send you a quote. So, he sent me a quote and it was way over the top. I was like, no, no, no.
0: So, you said, I want to rent a school bus for a day. I don't want to buy a school bus. Yeah,
1: pretty much. So, I decided, well, let me go get the details Uh of when I actually need it and how long because that's what counts. So, then while I was doing that, I was reading in the paper that the sheriff has a school bus. The sheriff? Yeah. And it's he puts a big sign on it and it's filled his school bus with toys for kids or food and all that stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I said, well, shoot, why don't I get that one? I'll get that one free. Uh Uh-huh. So, I called the sheriff's office and uh, they hooked me up with somebody and she says, well, I need to find out if we can do that. Because I said, now I'm going to be transparent. I'm going to put my political sign right, on it. Right, right, right. And she says, well, I don't know. Let me check. So she didn't get back to me right away. So I have a good friend that's in the sheriff's department. So yeah. I called him. I did his marriage, by the way. Okay. And uh, he was in my youth group. He picked up the phone. He says, I'll get you an answer. Yeah. And he's a lieutenant or something. So that lady called me back right away. And <laughs> and, and, and said so- They couldn't do it okay. because of the political end. Right, right. And, right. Uh, and I said, I totally understand. I, that's fine. But uh, And so I, I kept the school bus. And I went back to him and I said, okay, I need a better price. I need to understand this. And so we started breaking it down and we got it down to the point. reasonable price. Yeah. So So who drove the bus? It was a guy, you know, I can't remember his name. He was a Dallas Cowboy fan. He was a a big black guy.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Not a big... Black guy, not a good looking, no, black guy, not like me.
1: It wasn't a good looking. Issue. Okay, he, good. He, he so, was, he
0: came along with the bus.
1: Yeah. And I hope he's listening to this podcast now.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> I
1: gave him podcasting. So, he came with the bus and uh, he helped me decorate it because it was just me. I wanted to get kids on it or right, people, but right. I didn't have enough time. So, it was just me and a school bus and a school bus driver. And it was the largest school bus they had. Wow. It, it fit like 80 kids. Wow. And, Is it
0: one of these Guilford County Public Schools? Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Like Guilford that. County Public School, the whole bit. And so we were number 37 out of 80. Wow. And, uh so we put my signs up and uh, we put uh, a little, uh, a couple of uh, light bulbs on it and, yeah. uh, and a couple of uh, candy canes. And that was it.
0: <laughs> and so you went through and I'm assuming the driver blew the horn a couple of times or it doesn't he work that all, way.
1: all the lights on. All the lights flashing and stuff. So we went in there, and I was walking in front of it. And you know, I've never walked in a parade. Have you ever walked in a parade?
0: No, but I've heard. I've heard walking in those parades will wear your
1: behind out. Yeah, and well, what do you do? What do you do? Do you? Wave at somebody who doesn't know you.
0: Yeah. Going, oh, you usually throw out candy. Yeah. People well, they were, they were so
1: much candy. I I had candy. I wasn't going to throw it out. Uh-huh. There was too much. Uh-huh. I mean, there was the, one kid. I sh- I got. I put it on my Facebook page. It was raining. So, he turned his umbrella upside yeah. down. and It was full of candy. Wow. And there was a lot of kids like that. So, what do you do when you, you're there, you know? I'm not recognizable. It's not like I'm a celebrity.
0: Well, I thought you were a celebrity. All the TV you've been on and stuff with the school board. I thought you was the man.
1: Well, you know, I thought I was celebrity, too, till Dory told me I wasn't. (laughs)
0: Okay. (laughs) Well, our wives will tell us what we are and what we're not. Oh, You're absolutely right, sir.
1: So, I'm walking down there, and I started going through it, and I said, this is awkward. I said, you know, what do I do? So, I started wishing everybody a Merry Christmas. Okay. And- Christmas and point at it, Merry Christmas and point at her. Merry Christmas and point at him. And people were Merry Christmas back. I mean, they're only like five feet away. Uh-huh. And uh, then as I'm walking, I hear people hollering my name. Hey, Bill Gobel, what are you doing? And so, I look and there's somebody from the Boy Scouts. There's somebody from the church. There's a lot of people I knew. Uh-huh. So, I went over and hugged everybody that hollered wow. my name. We wow. Slowed up the parade. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then uh, we went ahead and did that and finished up and- uh, we took the stuff off the, the bus and he was out of there by three o'clock and- uh,
0: And I, and, your, and your ticker quit ticking once he took off.
1: Yeah. Question for you, is Stokesdale in your District 3 school district? Yeah, Stokesdale's interesting, it is. But Stokesdale has three counties, Guilford, Forsyth and Randolph. Okay. So, when you go and ask for somebody from a signature for- Stokesdale, you guys say, which county are you in? Wow. Because if they're in the wrong county, it doesn't matter. So I walked, we were waiting in line for about an hour uh-huh. before the parade. So I just took and went to people and got signatures. I got probably forty or fifty signatures. What's the they doing?
0: Nastiest response, meanest response you've received, because obviously you've spoken to hundreds, close to a thousand people. What's yeah. the meanest response you've gotten? Thus you know,
1: um, uh, I'm going to tell you mine and I'll tell you the nastiest I heard for somebody that was also at the polling booth. Mine was, you know, people come out and I said, would you sign? And they go, no, we know all about you. We don't want anything to do with you. And I said, well, would you like to hear my side of the story? And they go, no, we know exactly okay. what happened. Okay. Fair and enough. That, that's, And then I just let him go. Yeah. But Will said he had a guy. that sign. will my son. sign. Yeah, son. He yeah. was getting it. And he had a guy that uh, came up to him and said, uh, yeah, I'll sign. I'll sign. And so Will took it over to sign and he flipped him the Polish salute.
0: Okay. So he walked
1: away. Yeah. And then walked away. And he felt like a a real big man for doing that. I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did, you know. And so it's interesting. You know, we were praying about people being ugly to each other. There's no reason for any of that. Uh There's no reason. I mean, you don't have to vote for me, you don't have to agree with me. Being ugly makes you step into another realm. Okay. Well, explain something to
0: me and all the listening audience in district three. And then I want to go from there. I want to go to the Swapsika graffiti on the Holocaust Memorial. She wouldn't take off her boots, but before we go there, help me understand you're running as an independent, mm-hmm. so you will be running against a Republican, a Democrat, and any other independents. How, how does it work?
1: Yeah. How does it work so far? Right now, there's registered one Republican and one Democrat. Okay. Running. So when I get my signatures, I'll be unaffiliated. So there'll be three people on the ballot in November. Got it. A Republican, a Democrat, and unaffiliated. All right. And so that we just see who gets the most votes. Got it. Okay. Yep. That makes sense.
0: Yep. So That way, it could just work out. Has an independent ever
1: won District 3 before? Uh, I don't think one's ever run in it. Okay. Um, But here's the breakdown. In our district, and it's going to change after the first year, we'll get new numbers. But the numbers as of now are 34% Republican. Okay. 33% unaffiliated Uh and 31% Democrat.
0: So independent and unaffiliated, is is that the same thing? It's the same thing. Got it. Got it. Got it. So just because someone says they're unaffiliated doesn't mean that, oh, Bill is an independent now, so he is my guy. We're going to vote for him. So realistically, in the November election- Anybody could vote for anybody, so Republicans could vote for you, Democrats could vote for you, and unaffiliates could vote for you. Yes, that's unique. Yeah, that, that's that's not unique in the process, but you with your history on the school board and everyone's aware of what did and didn't happen and how it did and didn't happen. This is going to be a very very interesting race.
1: Well, I, I got I got to thank some people because I wouldn't have had the name recognition. That I had had it not been for Chris Meadows and David Gleason and uh, my competitor, if it wasn't for them making all this trouble, it would have been a non, non-event. non And But because it became such an event, my name, I mean, I got publicity that I probably couldn't afford. Wow. Thank, so, thank you guys for doing it.
0: Well, I'm sure they may have a difference of opinion on that, <laughs> Mr. Goble. But since they're not here to speak for themselves, I would just say that we're going to move to the next subject. (laughs) And (laughs) the next subject is the whole situation. You and I went out there with great joy to support our friends, you know, Ron. And, you know, so you will talk about that. But the whole idea of she won't take off her boots, the whole Holocaust Memorial in Greensboro, Laval Park, we went there together. Yes. We took pictures there and everything. Explain to our national audience who don't know and then explain what happened and go from there.
1: Okay. Uh, Ron and Victoria Milstein are Jewish leaders in our community. And dear friends. Dear friends, very dear friends. We went to Israel with them and that's where I got to meet them. Ron was my bus buddy, so that means when you got on the bus, you had to find your bus buddy, make sure you didn't lose anybody. Okay. And we didn't lose each other, so that was a good thing. And uh, But as we got to know him, uh, Victoria, who's an artist, Uh And has a studio in downtown Greensboro. Does everything from sculptures to uh, paintings. She does a little bit of everything. She's a gourmet cook. She's just a great lady. And Ron's a great guy. And as I got to know. So she told us about her. She had been to Auschwitz Uh and uh, a couple other concentration camps. And one of the things that she was doing is when she went through it, they would usually have pictures taken of some of the victims. And one of the pictures that she saw, was four women all from the same family, granddaughter, daughter, grandmother, and maybe an aunt or something. Uh They're really not identified. And uh, they were being photoed just before they were being executed, child. And part of the deal was the Germans made them take their clothes off and they're in their underwear. And back then, you know, that was was scandalous. Right. Grandma wouldn't take her boots off. Mm. She kept her boots on in defiance. And the picture struck Victoria in such a way because the expression of the little girl, the expression of fear in the mom, the stoicness of the grandma, and the fear in the other lady just really grabbed her. And she couldn't get it out of her brain. And she said, I got to do something. I got to do something under these ladies. I got to figure it out. So, she came back. She decided to do a sculpture, uh-huh. bigger-than-life sculpture. Wow. And... Also, she was going to sculpture the camera. Mm. So you could look it through the viewfinder like the German did when he took the picture just before they were executed. Wow. And that's down there too. at the. So she put it at Labauer Park. It's the only Holocaust sculpture in honor of women of the Holocaust in the United States. And between Miami and New York, it's the only other Holocaust place. I should say DC because they a Holocaust museum so she unveiled it she did it and she raised a lot of money she did a documentary on it and but she wanted to do it and this is goes to my running as a k as a kid okay kids one of the things she wanted to do is not just put the sculpture up but she wanted to be educational for children so the kids would go on field trips to it and there are qr codes all around it to talk about the holocaust and these women and what happened to the jewish people during the holocaust and it's an educational thing, not just looking at a statue, right? And the QR codes go into, I think, videos, and uh, so kids can listen to it on their phones, which is, you know, brilliant idea. Well, that's been down there uh, for maybe less than a year. Yes, right. You think? Because it was in the summertime that we went, right? Yeah, we it was
0: June did. or July when we went there. Yeah. if I'm not mistaken,
1: there's several hundred people
0: there. Yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah, beautiful event. Beautiful, the ceremony, everything was there. Saw a lot of friends, just community leaders and just a real big welcoming sense of diversity, a sense of just fellowship and
1: and humanity. Yeah, it was it was it was a village.
0: Yes, it It was was a a
1: village. village. Yes. yes. I mean, we had you had Democrats, you had Republicans, you had black, you had white, you had brown, you had young, you had old, you had all kinds of stuff. And they were there to honor- Well, we were there. We were there. We were there. Yeah. We it was there to honor what the statue represents and also to honor Victoria for doing it and it, Ron for getting the money together. I mean, it was not cheap. No. And I think um, Common Grounds made a donation. Yes, we did. And we had Victoria on talking about She's on one of yeah. our podcasts. Yeah. So we went and saw that and had pictures taken with it. And then this past weekend, there's a star, David, at the feet of the girls, of the the ladies and somebody painted spray painted a swastika on the star David over the star David Wow now that's just hideous and uh that's just hate and we had uh Dory and I put up a Israeli flag when all this started up with Israel and Hamas and uh, somebody came and tore it down in the daylight I mean they had to do some work to get to it so what I did is I ordered another flag and I just put it up a lot higher and I put a uh, security camera on it, uh-huh. and, uh and lights. So you know, if somebody wants to come and take it now, they just smile because you'll be on candy camera. But understand, they caught the fella. They got it Niles somebody, uh-huh, and uh, they caught him, and uh, he's twenty two years old. I think he's from Virginia, so that means he had to come down here to do it. Here's the thing. you're not born with hate, correct. You got to learn that, correct. And you're not born how to make a swastika. Hmm. You got to learn that. Right. Where did he learn that? Exactly. Where did he learn that? That's why running for school board is so important. We got to help kids that get into this kind of situation and get them out of it. And if they're being taught this at home, we got to help them see that there's another way. You know, we had on our podcast, the son of the number one white supremacist. His dad wrote the Bible for white supremacy.
0: Uh-huh. We have to get him back too. We yeah. have to get him back on the podcast.
1: Yeah, he he'd be good. And he realized that his dad was a monster, but it wasn't until his twenties that he realized it. And uh he was he you know, he's changed his ways, he's got a Christian ministry, he adopts Romanian kids and has an orphanage for him, puts them through college. So people can change, but they only change through education.
0: But Bill, you know, this individual, if he Spray painted a swastika on the star, David, he could have spray painted that swastika anywhere. Not that I agree with, I'm not known at all, but he knew exactly what he was doing. You're right. He knew exactly what he was doing. And I could just imagine the hurt of many of our friends who we know personally when that was discovered and brought to their attention.
1: Yep. And, you know, his name is Niall Harvey and uh, 22 years old. I think he's from Virginia. I went on Facebook Looks like he's from Virginia. When did this break? Uh, the crime was done this weekend. I don't okay. know the exact date. It's probably in here. Uh-huh. But somehow they, they, uh, they've they caught him already. I, I suspect there's a lot of cameras in that area. So uh, somehow, they, who knows how they got him. They, we'll get the story someday.
0: And a 21, 22-year-old young man is going to be in a courtroom dealing with a hate crime.
1: Yeah, it's... it's, it's you wonder if Victoria will be in the courtroom and run.
0: That's powerful. We'll find out. We'll find out. Find Bill and Odell online at the thecommonground.show. This podcast is a production of BG Ad Group. All rights reserved.
1: This podcast is brought to you by Yes Weekly